This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, February 4th, and let's talk about the weather. The central theme of the weather next week will be that the situation will be generally drier than normal, quite a bit drier than normal. Today, a very weak front is moving through, and because of the, of the direction of the front, there is a profound rain shadow from North Seattle across Whidbey Island uh, towards the northeast part of the Olympic Peninsula and the San Juans. Uh, you can really see it on the visible satellite pictures. It's, it's virtually sunny and almost clear in some sections. While south of Seattle, it's cloudy and a little bit of rain. Um, there is you know, some precipitation along the coast and out of the rain shadow. And this is, a, this is also associated with a minor disturbance aloft. We call this a shortwave trough that is rotating around a major ridge of high pressure over the eastern Pacific. And that ridge of high pressure is what's been keeping us dry day in, day out. Now, the ridge, that area of high pressure, will rebuild on Saturday. And I expect some sun, uh, mixed sun over western Washington, and temperatures reaching around 50 degrees. Not a bad day in uh, early February. Now, Sunday morning will probably bring some fog and low clouds, which is very typical when we have high pressure and low wind speeds over the region. And I expect that to thin out during the late morning into the afternoon with perhaps some filtered sun in the afternoon. Uh, but the highs will only be in the upper 40s on Sunday. On Monday, we'll have the big rain event of the week. And I say that uh, almost jokingly. This will be a weak frontal system across western Washington, Oregon. It'll drop no more than about a tenth of an inch of rain on Monday, be clouds and temperatures in the mid to upper 40s. So that'll be the worst day of the week. But once we get through Monday, the eastern high pressure will rebuild and with even greater amplitude. And no rain is expected for the rest of the week. Uh, with temperatures each day climbing to around 50 degrees Fahrenheit. At this point, looking at the the extended models, it appears that the next chance of getting any kind of real rain will be next Sunday. So not till Sunday. So keep tuned. Um, such relatively dry weather is resulting in a slowly eroding snowpack. We were way above normal. We're near normal now. We're slowly sliding to a little bit below normal. But hopefully, stormy conditions will follow this dry spell in late February and March. Now, the ridging that we see in the eastern Pacific is consistent with having a La Nina, which is associated with cool and normal sea surface temperatures in the central and eastern tropical Pacific. But the temperatures are starting to warm. The La Nina is starting to weaken. So hopefully, by the time we get into early and to mid-spring, more normal conditions will extend over the region. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. 
now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Today I want to talk about freezing rain and fog. The headlines today in major media across the United States are describing the potential for freezing rain along the northeast coast of the United States from Boston to Philadelphia. And freezing rain and freezing fog has been observed frequently over eastern Washington during the last month. And we do see freezing rain here in the northwest as well. What conditions produce freezing precipitation? And where is it most likely here in the Pacific Northwest? First, an amazing fact. Water can be below freezing, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, and still be liquid. Amazing, but true. Water does not necessarily turn solid immediately when it is cooled to the freezing point. As a reminder, in liquid water, the molecules are moving around freely, but are bonded to its neighbors. And that's why water can flow, but stays together. But in the transition to ice, the water molecules get locked into place in a rigid crystalline structure, with the molecules vibrating slightly in the crystal. It turns out that it takes a while for molecules to transition from moving around to being in that crystalline structure. And while they are moving around, but below freezing, they're still a liquid. The analog I like to give in my 101 class it's, is that freezing is sort of like telling a group of wiggly preschoolers to line up. It takes a while to get them in place. The same with water. The setup for freezing rain is the following. In, in 99% of the, the occurrences, air is cold below freezing in a layer hundreds of meters or even a few kilometers deep near the surface. But warmer air, above freezing air, moves in above. Precipitation almost always starts as snow aloft. And as this precipitation falls into the warmer air, it melts into rain. And then it falls into the cold sub-freezing layer below. That rain now gets chilled to below freezing. It becomes supercooled. And when the rain, the supercooled rain, hits the cold surface, the sub-freezing surface, or trees or whatever, it then immediately freezes and freezing rain is occurring. I like to say that freezing rain is like liquid dynamite. Here in the Northwest, freezing rain is prominent in three places. In Whatcom County, downstream of the Fraser River Valley, in and downstream of the Columbia Gorge, and that's including Portland and Troutdale, and in the Columbia Basin in Eastern Washington. In all these locations, cold, Sub-freezing air can be found at low levels during the winter. In Whatcom County, cold air moves out of central BC, escaping to the southwest, coming out of the Fraser River Valley. Now, cold, sub-freezing air often collects in the Columbia Basin during midwinter. And some of this cold, sub-freezing air can find its way westward out the Columbia Gorge. Now, if a warm, wet, 
low-pressure system approaches the northwest. Warm rain can fall into the shallow cold air in these locations, creating localized freezing rain. The Columbia Basin is not only known for freezing rain, but it's also known for freezing fog, fog which often fills the, the basin of eastern Washington there. And this freezing fog can freeze on contact with cold roadways and other objects. Freezing rain can cause severe damage to trees and to power lines. There's often major power outages with it and can make a life extremely hazardous if you're trying to travel outside. Interestingly enough, ice storms are often given an, an interesting name, the Silver Thaw, and I'll let you speculate why. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.